Hi. Yeah, I, you know, tonight I just want to start off by thanking the pastor, obviously. Like, I, you know, it's funny, I've been here for about 13 years now, and this church has the best leadership I've ever seen in my life. I, I love my pastor with all my heart, and I've had the best youth pastor this world's ever seen. And I want to thank both of you, because y'all have made such a huge impact on my life that like, I don't know where I'd be. You know, it's like, it's Jesus, first off, but y'all still obeyed, and I thank you for that. The, uh, I'm going to start off tonight and just kind of talk about, anytime I do a sermon, it usually means that they're like God's spoken to me through something that's going on in my life. And so that it's, whenever I preach, it's always me first. And then it's like, I just kind of try to give what God gave to me to everybody else. And so uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of start off with a story of, it's like, I, I was going to church, everything's great. And one day I go home and like, I walk into my room and God's presence is just so strong. And I'm like, wow, this is different. So I go down to pray and the Holy Spirit speaks to me and says yeah, that somebody that was a very close friend of mine is about to leave the church. And, there, it was like, and God was like, but it's my will. I want them somewhere else. Yeah, and, you know, it's like, it sounds crazy and everything. And I hit like, but I, I did something and it's like, I was like, okay. I was like, I'm just going to follow you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to pray for them. Well, so I'm praying for them. They go on. They're like, yeah, they go to another church and like, it looks like God's blessing them. And so I just kind of, I just don't even talk to them anymore. I, it's like, I let them go. I didn't worry about it. I was like, I was like, you know what? The, the, God's already told me they were gone. I never, I quit checking up on him. Well, I see him a while back and he's completely out of church. He's like, he's completely changed his beliefs. And like in, in that time, I like, he didn't even know I was standing near whenever he first said it, but he said, he was talking about the things that had happened. And like he said, and, and he specifically used my name. He said, he never even called me after I left the church. And that was like, that was something that was just like crushing to me, you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what did I do? But God spoke to me in that. And he, it's like, he taught me two things. The first thing that he taught me was out of a scripture in Romans 5, 8. It says, but God commendeth his, his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This has so fast become my favorite scripture in the entire Bible because of how applicable it is to every aspect of a Christian life. And like, it, the first thing that he taught me with this was like, that you know something? Like, in, once he had left, I kind of lost value in that, in that soul. You know what I mean? Because I, I was like, God taught, said he was going here. But like, you know what? He's moved on to this other church. And I was like, I'm not even going to worry about him anymore. I've got my own stuff to worry about. Even though I would hear things here and there that, he, like, that people would say that he said. And I was like, wow, would he, would he ever really say that? And I really lost, I lost sense of, hey, that's a soul and it's like, he said some pretty hateful things now. And I, I, so let me just, you know, completely forget about him. It doesn't even matter. But see what it really, what God was really wanting me to do in that time was to seek out my brother, to go find him and say, Hey, you know what? I know times are hard. I don't know what you've been through, but you know what? I'm here to tell you that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for you. Is it, oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's in me. It's like, where, and in that, I, at first it broke me, you know, and I'm like, I'm just sitting there crying and like, I'm like, God, I, I, I missed it. I missed it. And it's like, and I'll, I'll let condemnation come on myself. 
And, but God really ministered to me in it and taught me a few things. And we're going to start with, like, so the first thing that he taught me and kind of showed me is that, you know what, while we're in church, you're going to see different types of people. And I'm going to kind of talk about some of them. Well, one of the people, type of people that you see a lot of times in church is, is basically the man that they laid at the gate called beautiful every day. You see those people every single day. You pass by them every time you go to the church and you see them and they're like, oh, uh, my life is terrible. I'm having, and you know, we so overlook those people a lot of times because they wear on you. They're, they're those type of people that you see them every single time and nothing's ever good in their life. And there's always something wrong. There's always something that they, that's happened to them that's life is just absolutely terrible and you lose value. And that that is a soul that somebody act, that we should care about because no matter what that person has said, no matter what that person has done, there's still value in that soul because Christ still died for them to. Too. You know, it's like he died for us, but he also died for them. That like another person, another type of person that we it's like that we see a lot of is the elder brother. Hey, you know what? I've been him. Man, I've been him probably way more times than I ever would like to admit. And you sit there and you see you see somebody get blessed. You see somebody, it's like, man, God, I don't understand. You're just pouring your spirit out on them. But I know for a fact that th this person just does nothing but this and just talks about this person over here and does this for that person over there. They're, just not, they're not that good of a person. God, why are you blessing them so much? And I, you're going to see a theme because it's been so, so just in my life every single day, but still Christ died for that person. Like, that's the one thing that I've found here lately because, see, I've had an opportunity now to go back and to really try to minister to this person that, it's like, that was in church, that was my friend, and do it. And I'm like, God, I'm still missing opportunities, but God, please help me every single day just, just to minister more and more to this person. God, use me. God, let them come to see the light again, God. Let them see Jesus in me. Because you know what? If they can see Jesus in me again, then you know what? Maybe, just maybe... The Holy Spirit will have somewhere to work with them and actually watch them come back to Christ. Because James 5.19 says that if any of you do err from the faith, brethren, one of you do convert that sinner. It's a good work in the eyes of the Lord. And so I, it's like I really started thinking more and more about what it was that the Holy Spirit was speaking to me about. And it was that very thing that God, I, it's like I, my mindset is wrong. I've lost it. I've said, you know, even though with my mouth, I've, I've talked about how, yeah, you know, these things, works don't, works don't, make, you, uh, don't make you saved. Works don't make you saved. Works don't make you saved. I'd say it over and over again and be like, it's, it's about faith, it's about your relationship. But see, my life didn't back it up. See, whenever it, the rubber met the road, I lost the value of what the person next to me meant. I lost the value that, hey, this person is struggling. God, please, please help me to help this person. I, I, I didn't interject my life into it. Because, I, I, see, I was so busy wrapped up in my own life. I was so busy wrapped up in the, oh, God, my, I, I, yeah, I don't have a roommate. I'm going to have to move back in with my mother. So now it's like, oh, now I've lost my job. Oh, now it's like all these things have happened. My life has snowballed on me. I'm, and it's like, and I got so worried about that that I lost the fact that you know what, my relationship with Christ was still what was most important. And if, I, if it was truly in the place where I want it to be with him, then you know what, I'm going to notice this person beside me. I'm going to care what, the, what happens to them. I'm going to want to be a part of their life. It, especially, it's like, you know what, I have my best friends in the world that I love to spend time with. It, like, I'm, I'm not going to name names because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But like, these people are just amazing. 
And I love spending so much time with them that, you know, I get to that point where I'm selfish. And I, it's like I'm so worried about them. And then I see somebody struggle. And then, like, slowly over time, you know, that care goes from care where you're praying for them and you're really seeking out to help them to, oh, wait a second. You know, they, they're doing that to themselves. They're doing that to themselves. They're doing it. And you lose the sight that that person still matters. And that, you know what, God still wants me to go and minister to that person just as much as he wants me to minister to Timmy or to Jonathan or to, to anybody. That person is still equally a soul. And I, it, that was something that, that's to my own admission that I've lost sight of. And, I'm, I, it's, and I still am terrible at it, but I pray that Christ would help me and God, that he would use my life in order to minister to you, to help you, to encourage you, to say, hey, you know what? I'm, it's like, I'm going to change this about my life if this is a problem that you have. I'm, it's like, I'm going to seek out people. I'm going to say, hey, you know what? I know this person right here. And that actually goes even further because I'm going to go to the next person that God kind of showed me with and that was Paul. Paul was literally persecuting the church. He was going and killing people that were proclaiming Christ and God still set out a point and specifically chose this man. How, if he chose Paul, how much more does he care about this person over here? Like, what, God, what, am, what have I done with mine? What have I done with my life to where I can judge somebody's worth? Like, and, I, and it's something that, you know, I, I found that, you know, it, it's when it, you first get saved, it's so easy. It's so easy to just kind of get, it's like you just love everybody because your, your fervency for Christ and you're just like, you're like, you just had all your sins washed away. And you, it's like you, you're a new, a new creature, you're this new creation in Christ. So there's so much excitement. And you just want to tell everybody so bad about Jesus because you know what? Your life has been transformed forever. But as time goes on, it gets so easy to just get in the rituals, to get in to be the Pharisees. It's like we, we sit there and we like to poke fun at people and say, wow, they're legalistic and they're, they're a Pharisee. Some of them are genuine, by the way. Let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Just because you, just because you want to separate yourself from the world doesn't make you legalistic. I want to say that before I say anything. But you know what? Just because somebody else isn't in the same place that you are doesn't mean that they're any less of a soul than you are. It's time that, like, for me, and it's like if we, as the church as a whole, not talking about just evangel, the church as a whole, if we really got a vision of what, how much each and individual person is truly worth to Christ, what could we do to this place? What could we do to this world, to this town? Well, like, you know, to where you actually see and you realize that, wait a second, there is a hell. Like, I know people don't want to talk about that anymore, but you know what? There is a hell, there is a place that, guess what? Whenever you pass on from this life and you don't know when that's going to be, you've got two options, and that's it. You know, it's like, you cannot believe it all you want to, but unfortunately, you know, you, you know what? I cannot believe in big brown trucks all I want to, but if I walk out in front of a big brown truck and it hits me, I'm going to die either way. Like, you, you, <laughs> truth. <laughs> and it's like, I say, like, and I've kind of gotten off and gotten into what the real point of my whole sermon was. It's like, these people, seeing each and every one of them is so huge and it's so important and like all the things. But I think a lot of times the reason that we miss the people around us is because we haven't looked at ourselves too. Because you know what? I don't care where you are tonight. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what you've done. Christ, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for you. 
So, you know what? The devil's condemning you to not. The devil's been condemning you all this week, all this month, been doing it for years, and he's been telling you, uh, oh, this it's in your life. This is like, you're not a Christian anymore. He keeps telling you, oh, you know what? And you feel the guilt. And every time you come to church, you start to feel worse and worse because it's still in your life and you're worried about, oh, these people know what's in my life. When really, in reality, all that you need to worry about is that while you were yet a sinner, Christ still chose to to come and live and die for you that you might be free. And so, like, and that's the whole way that the works is that your mind gets so caught up and bound into this whole of, I keep doing this and I'm in this struggle that it's like you get condemned which was never what Christ intended to begin with, so you can't receive the freedom because you don't believe that you can be free. But I'm here to tell you tonight that Jesus' blood is absolutely powerful enough for you. It's something that, like, and it may be a scripture that I just missed. I couldn't find it. I looked tonight. But Jonathan used to quote something to me that, like, it stuck with me, and it absolutely just it rocked my world, is that yeah, don't lose your simplicity in Jesus Christ. When times get hard, you know something? I, it's like I went through, a, I've been going through a just crazy life things that have happened. I've missed a lot of church, and it was something that, that really had started to bother me really bad. It was something I wouldn't tell. Like, I'm a private person. I like to tell people what's going on. So like, it's something that really, really started to get to me. And I really started getting down. And it kind of came to a head one day whenever it, like, work had scheduled me for a Wednesday night. And I was like, I, I, God, I don't understand. I just told God, I was like, I don't understand what, what's going on. I, my, my life is in disarray and I, I can't seem to get to church. No, Scott, I don't understand. And he spoke to me that day and he said something that really just changed the, my complete outlook on it. He, and that, he said, I'm not done with you. And it totally wrecked my world. Because you know what? It reminded me that he still loved me. And then you know what? It didn't matter. It didn't matter what I had done. It didn't matter what situations I had been through. He hadn't forgotten me. He, it's like he still had every intention to do the same thing that he did from the beginning. And that's, the, that's my whole sermon today. It's the whole thing that I want everybody to leave here today to realize is that it does not matter where you're at in life. It does not matter what you've done. Christ still chose to go to the cross so that you could spend eternity with Him. See, where sin made the gap where you know, we can't spend eternity with Him, like He made a way that, you know what? It doesn't, that He loved you so much that He, I mean, look at Paul's life. Look at what He did. He literally was killing the people that Christ came and died for and had accepted Him. He was killing His people and He still went out of the way on the road to Damascus and chose this man specifically to write most of the New Testament. Look at David's life. David went, my goodness, he, had adult, he committed adultery when he should have been on the battlefield with his people. Then after that, he turned around and had the man killed. What did Christ do? Oh, he just made him he the seed of Jesus Christ. To be, like He was in, the lineage of Christ came from David. Like, think about that for a second. How little is what that's in your life compared to that? And it's like if everybody could stand, I know it was short, but I, I just, this is what's really been going through me. And it was something that I know for the fact that I heard from the Holy Spirit that this is what, like, that this is what I should tell you. The, uh, and so tonight, as I open the altars, I just want to go ahead and say, if you don't know Christ, hey, guess what? You can come to know him tonight.
All you have to do is just ask for Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. Admit that you're a sinner. Say, God, God, forgive me. For I've had sin in my life. Hey, you know what, tonight, if 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 you've been a Christian and you've gone away, hey, guess what? He's here for you tonight, and he's asking you a question. He's saying, do you love me? Do you love me? See, Peter walked away. People, like, you can look at it all the different ways you want to. When times got tough, Peter, like, Christ dies, what does Peter do? He completely walks away. When it, next time that Christ sees him, all he has to say to him is, do you love me? And that's what he's saying tonight is, do you love me? If you do, feed my sheep. Those people that you see every day, those people that are next to you, the ones that you're thinking, man, I know their life. I, it's like everything that's happened in their life right now is deserved. With people that you look to your left and your right and you see, and you see them and you say, hey, you know what? Yeah, they're doing wrong. Instead of, instead of really worrying about if they're doing wrong, how about we love them? How about we seek these people out and tell them Jesus loves you? You know what? I don't know what your life is. I don't know what you're going through right now. Maybe maybe spiritually you're struggling and you're hurt. Well, I'm here to tell you I love you. And I love you because Christ loves you.